This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sports Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Thursday, the 21st of April. In your sport today, Wimbledon bans athletes from competing. The Super Classico is coming to Melbourne. The jewel in the pool is back. And the shirt of God is up for sale. This is your sport today. We're starting today with tennis. Overnight, Russian and Belarusian players have been banned from competing at Wimbledon this year because of the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Gabs, what's the latest on this one? Yeah, so the All England Club, they're the ones who run Wimbledon. They said in a statement that it's their responsibility to play their part to limit Russia's global influence through the strongest means possible. Now, Fez, they went on to say that it would be unacceptable for the Russian regime to benefit from the involvement of Russian and Belarusian players at Wimbledon. Since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia in February, Russian and Belarusian athletes, they have been banned from other sports sports like athletics, but tennis, it has allowed those athletes to compete as neutrals, but that has changed. Wimbledon is now the first to ban individual players from competing. Yeah, that's right. We've seen Russian teams banned from competing in tennis tournaments, but not individuals. Gabs, this means some of the best players in the world won't be playing at Wimbledon. No, they won't. And there are four Russian men ranked in the top 30, and that does include world number two, Daniel Medvedev. And then there are five women ranked in the top 40, plus world number four, Arena Sabalenka. She's from Belarus. Russian men's number seven, Andrei Rublev. He has spoken out against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And the men's tour, that's the ATP, it has strongly condemned the decision by Wimbledon and says it's unfair and potentially sets a damaging precedent. The All England Club did say that if circumstances change between now and June, that's when the tournament starts, that they will respond accordingly. Yeah, Wimbledon starts on June 27th. The next major, the French Open, which starts next month, it's allowing Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete as neutrals. Those of you who tune in regularly know that Lucy is normally here on Thursdays. Well, she's off today, but I'm sure if she was here, she'd love to rub in the fact that Melbourne is getting another massive sporting event. Gabs, it doesn't get much bigger than Brazil against Argentina in football, and it's happening pretty soon. Yeah, June 11 to be exact, and I'm already online waiting to get my tickets for the match (laughs) at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Now, this game really is huge, and it's probably why it's called the Super Classico. What a name. (laughs) The football friendly is an important warm-up for the teams because the FIFA World Cup, it starts in November, and that's why megastars and PSG teammates Lionel Messi and Neymar are both expected to play in this one. Now, this won't be the first time that Brazil Brazil and Argentina have met in Australia. They, of course, played at the MCG back in 2017, and Argentina won that one 1 0. Yeah, more than 95,000 people were at that game, which is why the Victorian government wanted this match to help boost the economy. Uh, that brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app. Download that for your EPL Live scores, news, and stats. Which country has won the most men's FIFA World Cups and how many have they won? This is a two-part at Gabs. Help us out. Yeah, well, the first part, it's a South American country and part two, you can count it on one hand. Some handy, 
hints there from Gab. So find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's go to the big news in rugby league, and that's Newcastle Knights player Caelan Ponga. He's staying in Newcastle. There was plenty of speculation they did leave, but Gabs, that's finally been put to bed. Yeah, and it doesn't get more definitive than this. So Ponga, he is staying put. That's after he signed a five-year deal, reportedly worth $5 bucks, and that's going to keep him at the Knights until the end of the 2027 season. Ponga's future had been one of the biggest talking points this season, and that's because he had clauses in his contract that essentially allowed other teams to sign him. Now, there was talk that he could switch to Rugby Union for their World Cup next year. While we do know that he met up with Dolphins coach Wayne Bennett about possibly joining their team in 2023. Yeah, the Dolphins still haven't landed that big fish just yet. Uh, This is big news for the Knights because Ponga is their captain. He's played plenty of representative football and he's regarded as one of the best players in the comp. To swimming now because two of the sport's biggest countries, Australia and the USA, they'll be competing in an event called the Jewel in the Pool this August in Sydney. Gabs, that means we get to see another showdown between Ariane Tempest and Katie Ledecky. Yeah, this is one of those great modern rivalries that we got to see at the Tokyo Olympics just last year. And we're going to get to see it again in a couple of months. Now, the duel in the pool, it's not a new concept. It has been staged three times. The first one of those was back in 2003 when Australia and the US dominated world swimming. But it did stop in 2007 when the Americans won it for a third straight time. But after Australia won nine gold medals in the pool in Tokyo, the event is now back on. There's a lot of the top Aussie swimmers are set to skip the World Championships in July so they can focus on the Commonwealth Games and, I guess, now the jewel in the pool. The jewel in the pool. I love saying the jewel in the pool. (laughs) Um, The teams will pick squads of 30 swimmers, which will include para-athletes for the first time. It's going to be held at Sydney's Olympic Aquatic Centre and Bondi Beach for the open water swims. It runs from August 19 to 21. To gymnastics, where a report from Sport Integrity Australia into the treatment of gymnasts at the Western Australia Institute of Sport has found it was reasonably likely that athletes were abused or harmed over a 30-year period. Yeah, so this report came out yesterday and in it, Sport Integrity Australia, they looked at allegations from 92 people involved between 1987 and 2016 and they found that athletes were likely physically and verbally abused, fat shamed, made to train and compete injured and that there was no formal complaint process to hear those allegations. Now, the WAIS gymnastics program, it stopped in 2016 due to a lack of money, but the W AIS has apologised and will take on the four recommendations from Sport Integrity Australia. There's, we have seen similar allegations and investigations into the culture of other sports such as swimming and soccer in recent times here in Australia. Yeah, we have. Uh, and now the Gymnastics Athletes Alliance, they represent the athletes. They say they welcome the findings, but they want those coaches and support staff involved to be individually investigated by Gymnastics Australia and the Western Australian Government so they can be held accountable. We're doubling down on Argentina's football team today, but this time we're talking about their greatest player. That would be Diego Maradona and Gabs. His most famous jersey is up for sale. 
Well, funny you should mention that because I was about to ask if I could borrow it, you know, a cheeky $7 million if possible. That's because the number 10 jersey he wore at the 1986 FIFA World Cup quarterfinal is now up for sale. Now, this game is memorable for a couple of reasons. Firstly, Maradona, he scored a goal that is regarded by many as the best ever at a World Cup. And that came just a few minutes after he used his arm to score what is now known as the Hand of God goal. England midfielder Steve Hodge, he was the lucky man who got Maradona's jersey after the game, but now he wants to sell it. But Fez, uh, not everyone's sold. No, they're not. Uh, Maradona's family say it's not the jersey he wore in the second half of the match, but the people running the auction say it's legit. Either way, the auction is on until May the 4th. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up. And last night on ESPN was a documentary on Greg Norman. It's called Shark. Uh, It's about his collapse of the 1996 Masters. It's co-directed by the guy who did The Last Dance. Uh, I sat up all night watching it. It is fantastic. Uh, Greg speaks very openly about what happened that day in the fourth round of the Masters. Golf fans will love it. There's a link to it in the episode notes. What do you got, Gabs? Now, you mentioned The Last Dance. If you don't have Netflix, it's actually... Actually on ESPN tonight, I think episode one starts. But for me, Fez, I'm waiting out for the Diamond Squad to be announced for the Com Games. That will be picked tonight. And, uh, of course, we've already seen the start to the Super Netball season, so I'm sure form in that will count for plenty. Yep, we're expecting to see a few bolters. We always love a bolter in a squad. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app, uh, which team has won the most men's football World Cups and how many have they won? Gabs, help us out. Well, we doubled down on Argentina. Let's double down on Brazil. They've won it five times. Brazil, five-time champions. Going for number six later this year in Qatar. Uh, all right, that's it for us today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. We'll catch you then.